0: welcome to training for godliness the podcast program of spiritual fitness ministries of greenwood south carolina this is your host chaplain gray our first three episodes of this podcast two years ago was a series called walk the walk once again we're going to examine how the christian who happens to be a student athlete on a college campus can possibly make time for spiritual disciplines. Once again, we are very grateful to the support of Young's Concrete, enabling us to reach more people with the message of the good news of Jesus Christ. Thank you for joining us. Today, we have a guest who knows the difficulties these young student athletes face. Here's my conversation with my friend, Steve Coleman. Today on our show
1: we have as our guest Steve Coleman. Steve is uh, right here in Greenwood, South Carolina. And, uh, it's really, uh, it's really great to have him on the call today. And I think we're going to have a great discussion, uh, coming forward. But, uh, to start out with, uh, Steve, welcome. Thank you for taking some time and, uh,
2: tell uh, folks a little bit about yourself. Well, uh to those who don't know me, my name is Steve Coleman and Gray uh it's it's uh I'm honored to have been asked to participate on your uh podcast. Um that means you have to like me a little bit and, and think I have <laughs> something <laughs> worthy to say. Uh uh I no am you a do. <laughs> I'm a lifetime educator. I currently serve as director of college outreach and Director of, uh, Models Academy for Black Males at Piedmont Technical College. I live here in Greenwood with my lovely wife, Patricia, and two grown sons, Jared and Jordan Coleman. And, uh, you know, the highlight right now is I've just become a new grandfather, so I'm adjusting to that role. And That's right. life is good because God is good.
1: That's right. That's right. Amen. That is great.
2: Well, now, Steve, I
1: I wanted to, you know, talk a little bit today about, uh, you know, college athletes and uh, some of the challenges. I think, I think sometimes uh, these guys get a bad rap um, about, uh, you know, what they're saying and what they're doing. And at one time, we, I think we, we all thought these college athletes were, were just nothing but thugs, you know, and, um, I think that, that image has changed some, but I, you know, I know that when it comes to discipline, the student athlete has got to have a lot of discipline because they are, they are working their tails off in school academically and their coaches are working them <laughs> really hard. And, uh, I, I want to talk today about, you know, how in the world can a, can a believer find time to, to walk that walk with spiritual disciplines When the demands on their time are so high, um, because that's gotta be a, that's gotta be a real difficult challenge for, for anybody and particularly for a, you know, an 18 year old going off school for the first time. (laughs) So, um, let's, uh, let's, let's talk about that a little bit. How, you, you've got some, you've got some, uh, practical experience in, in, uh, being a student athlete. Uh, tell us a little bit about that.
2: Absolutely. And I think what you, um are saying is, is absolutely correct. Uh, I would tell anyone that one of the hardest periods of my life was during my time as a division one college basketball player slash student athlete, um, at Stetson University in the land, Florida. Here I was this kid that was, uh, born and raised in Newberry, South Carolina and played basketball all my life. Every day it was, it was what I did. And, I was awarded a scholarship to Stetson University. And um, first of all, to answer your first question, um, the majority of student-athletes, 98% of them, are um, focused, concentrating, absolutely um, straight-laced, everyday guys and girls. Uh, regardless of the sport, basketball, football, mm-hmm. baseball, mm-hmm. whatever the case may be, when you uh, really think about what's, what, what college athletics is, and, and, and if you haven't experienced it, people just don't understand the magnitude and the weight of that um, position. You're You're 18 years old. You're a freshman in college. Let's just start from that year. You've got 18 to 21 credit hours of coursework, um, that's six classes and everything that goes along with it. And when you consider the the uh, some of the formulas they say for success is that for every credit hour of coursework you take, you should spend at least three to four hours per week studying on, on that. So if you multiply 18 to 21 credit hours times that formula, you're talking about a full-time job. Yes. And yes. that's not to take into consideration three hour practices every day, film mm-hmm. study, um, um, uh, community outreach, uh, work, um, being ambassadors for the college. You're held to a standard that many young men and women have never been held to, uh, prior to leaving their homes and the comforts of their high schools and walking into the world of high-level college athletics. Um, mm-hmm. And it's important that people understand that. That's not just at the University of South Carolina or Clemson or Stetson. It's the same for college athletes in high-profile programs at an Erskine or a Lansing. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. It's just a difficult path. Um, okay. And the one thing that happens with athletes is the same thing that happens in a greater society. The loudest mouth gets heard. (laughs) Most college athletes say things that are very uh, um, effective uh, in terms of of, of whatever the situation uh, they're discussing. Their commentary is usually um, uh, uh, very well placed and, and, and understood. Those kind of commentaries, those types of comments, don't get a whole lot of publicity because they're just, you know, that's what you expect. That's what you would right. would feel like you hear. The comments that get all of the publicity are the ones that people find volatile or fiery or obnoxious or even blasphemous. Those types of things get a lot of press because they're exciting uh, and, and, it's bigger news when someone steps outside of the box and does something that is somewhat risque or edgy. Um, and I think that's what happens a lot of times. I think I've known yeah. college athletes, my own teammates who have had a microphone stuck in their face and asked the question after a tough game or a tough loss or a tough situation. And they may something say something that, um, May not be exactly what someone wanted to hear, so to speak. It might be something that's that, right um might be profanity laced or uh but what it is is it's emotion, and mm-hmm. that same person might be in every other aspect of his life, one of, or her life, one of the nicest people you've ever met, and I think people need to yeah. keep that in perspective, sure,
1: sure, absolutely,
2: my. Yeah, I think uh, that's so- yeah, I was going to add my uh, indoctrination into the world of high, uh, you know college athletics was a bit more smooth because I had a lot of good athletes in my family, my dad, uncles, mm-hmm. cousins, that were good enough but didn't have the opportunity. They weren't quite as good as I was. I took all of the things that they gave me and I blended it all together into this one big package of six foot five mm-hmm. inch athleticism and I was able to get <laughs> those opportunities. Right. But the thing that sustained me most, Greg, and why I was able to go through my entire college athletic career and never have to be quoted negatively, never find myself in one of those situations that might embarrass myself or my family, was right. the fact that I came from a very strong faith-based family.
1: Yeah,
2: um, yeah. The morals and values that we learned at James Hopewell Baptist Church and Miller Chapel AME Church, depending on which side of the family I was going to church with. Um, mm-hmm. Those are the morals and values that and, and Christian ethics that sustained me throughout my entire life. Did wow. I make some mistakes? Yeah. Absolutely. We all do. I was sure. young. I was rash. But I did I go overboard or, or, or get way out of the box? Absolutely not. And it was because mm-hmm. of who I was when I got there. Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. Okay. That's, that's great. That's a, that's good to, and I think, you know, I think a lot of kids are, are coming up. Of course, you know, they say church membership is down. It's hard to keep, you know, kids interested in church these days. So I would say that a lot of kids today may not have that strong a background when they arrive on campus. And, and that's, that's going to make it that much tougher, you know. Um, yeah. So, but but I think you're absolutely right. Learning those values uh, and, and morals at home yeah. you know, goes a long way.
2: Um, so but, most college campuses now, um, and it, I mean it was that way when I walked into college in in, in 1985. Uh, have a fellowship of Christian athletes, uh, mm-hmm. and there was always someone at every campus that I went to there was a relationship with a, a, a campus chaplain that would travel with okay. us to basketball games. Um, he was okay. someone that we could talk to. Um, and, mm-hmm. and, the, and the program always made that available to us. If you look at a lot of college basketball programs, if you dive deeper into what's going on within the program and not just see the surface, the games, the motto, right. you'll find that most college uh, programs do have individuals within their program that are available, spiritual leaders, um, that are, are there for the athletes because mm-hmm. it is tough. And uh yeah. it's mentally, physically, uh, and psychologically just, just draining at times where you there are times when mm-hmm. any athlete will tell you they said, You know, <laughs> do I really want to do this again? <laughs> do I, yeah. I want to get up today and do this again? Um, mm-hmm. but I have to because it, it, it's what I signed on for. That's right. That's right.
1: Well and, and I think that's a good point, you know, I think uh when when I talked with uh Josh Childs he was talking about, you know, FCA and people that were important in his life that were on campus and and it's about that relationship um that they developed on the court or in the in the training room or Whatever, and and um, so it's good. To, it's good to to know that these things are available. So I think I think we have to encourage the the young student athlete to take advantage of that. And yes, and uh, you know if those things are available. Don't don't just put it off. You know get you know take advantage of that. You know uh, go to those meals that they offer and and mm-hmm. those little special events. You're not know, going to make them all. But, um, you know, to to uh, have that kind of relationship is probably a
2: real key. It, uh, it really is. Erskine, yeah, yeah. Hats off to Erskine. Um, mm-hmm. I, I've known Josh since he was a young man. Um, mm-hmm. he, he'll call me Big Bruh or OG Steve <laughs> or something of that nature. I remember when watching him play. To have a guy mm-hmm. like him who's such a dynamic and, and – and, uh, um, just a top notch young man. Yeah. Uh um, yeah. to bring him on as their chaplain and to have him involved heavily involved with the athletics program really uh sets them up for continued success and excellence because you right. have someone there for those Erskine athletes who mm-hmm. has done what they've done, been where they've been and understands all of the things that they're going through. Um, right from from an educational standpoint, from an athletic standpoint, he knows that kid who is suddenly in college and he's not the big guy on campus mm-hmm. anymore. He may not be getting much playing time. How do you right. keep that guy up so that he gets That's the right. degree, which is the main thing? And how mm-hmm. about that guy mm-hmm. that is uh, an egomaniac who needs to be calmed down and said, hey, man, <laughs> you've got to blend better. And you have got to yeah. tone it down to sit in and and do so, those sorts of things. Um, mm-hmm. and what a blessing to have a guy like Josh Childs at at That's uh, right. at, at Erskine College.
1: That's right. That's right. That's a yeah. I've I've known him. he he worked for me for a while and uh, and uh, just an a outstanding guy and I've maintained a relationship with him and and I love seeing him and he's he's. Um, like you say, he's top-notch, so that that is good for Erskine. To, they got a winner there, so um, I, I remember, that's
2: great. I don't know if you knew this, but when I was a college basketball official, I actually refereed Josh, and he was playing at Gardner West. I think okay. I might have okay. had a technical foul on him, too. Just to... <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, we just Josh, if you, if you listen to this when we play this now, we just want you to remember that old Steve put a T on you there, bro. Yeah,
2: we, uh, we'll 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 talk it uh, up
1: to just you know,
2: <laughs> just talk it up. Uh, to the
1: that's right, that's right. Well, it's an intense game, and and that's that's uh, something that you, it's easy to do that sometimes. So, you know that that's uh, that's something. Well, you know, I um, part of what I uh, talk about a lot is, you know. Uh, physical training is, is great for us. Our bodies are the temple of God, but mm-hmm. the, the, the spiritual training, you know, we've got to do that too. The training for godliness, because those benefits are eternal. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, uh, it's good to know that, that some programs and hopefully more are than aren't, are, are giving kids the opportunity to, to, uh. You know, get that time in the word and are encouraging it and have somebody who can, who can, has that on their heart and can bring the word to mind when, when something's going on. Uh, because, uh, sometimes we get real intense on our physical training. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that one organization that, that you and I know about, they, you know, they got that equilateral triangle, <laughs> spirit, mind and body. Yeah. And, and, yeah. uh, It's easy to forget that that is an equilateral triangle. It is. um, So, uh, I think it's, I think it's important. Well, um, what's, uh, you know, if, if somebody is listening, Steve, that is, uh, that is uh, headed to school or, or parent maybe, or maybe they'll, uh, you know, listen and share some of this, what, what one or two things could you give them advice on as far as their spiritual walk? How can they, um, you know, what can they do? Uh, you know, a couple of things that, that come to mind that you know, here here's my advice on you for
2: your spiritual walk when you get yeah. to campus. One of the things about athletics is uh you you, you belong to the whole community because you know when you, you walk in the steps of university uh as I did and you would think that you'd just be encapsulated within the campus atmosphere. But you're an athlete. Mm-hmm. And they're boosters and there's businesses and there's uh uh the community that comes to support you in the game. So mm-hmm. you're a part of the college and you're also a part of the community that surrounds the college. One okay. of the things that help yeah, one of the things that I found was um individuals outside of the campus who shared my spiritual and faith based beliefs. Um I, I can tell you the names I, I met a family called the Reed family when I was in Delaney uh, at Stephanie mm-hmm. University. Zera and Ike Reed. And they became really um surrogate parents to me. They 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 brought me okay. into their family um and I I went to church with them. Mm-hmm. Uh so you know I had a good old Baptist church down in Delaney. Uh, mm-hmm. that I, I, I visited with Zira and her family on Sundays. I would go to church with them. I'd have dinner with them, um, on a lot of Sundays with their family just to kind of get away from the ca- you do have to disconnect sometimes. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the stress is very real and I encourage all student athletes to take advantage of the, um, uh, um, uh, off-campus relationships of people like boosters who are genuine in their affection for you as a person and not just an athlete Mm -hmm. and develop relationships with people in the community so that you can have a, a respite that has nothing to do with the sport. Sometimes you just, you want to have somebody you can talk to about home, about your parents. And you're not talking Mm -hmm. about, I should have got that rebound last night. And if I would (laughs) have done this, we might've won that game. So Uh take advantage of the community because if you're a college athlete, you're, you're going to know many, many people uh, um, outside of the campus and outside of the athletic department. Also, get involved in clubs and organizations, spiritual, spiritual I mean, um, faith-based clubs and organizations on campus, um, mm-hmm. uh, like a Fellowship of, of, of Christian Athletes. Uh, right. Get involved in those sorts of things because you know mm-hmm. Fellowship of Christian Athletes. It's not like they're going to play games. They're not, you know, it's not five on five full court when you go to an FCA meeting. It's, it's, it's one on one with your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Um, yeah. it's one on one with studying the scriptures and the word. Sometimes you have to get away. You get so bogged down in chemistry, writing English papers mm-hmm. that, 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 uh, uh, um, oppressive, uh math equations that you gotta figure out how about statistics and things of that nature, mm-hmm. and you just need to continue to feed your soul with the same yep. level of intensity that you feed your athletic body right, right
1: yeah, that's right, that's right, yeah, you gotta find yeah. that mhm mhm that's great.
2: one of the yeah. things I found for, for me that really helped is. I loved my teammates, and some of my teammates uh, to this very day are still my best friends. Uh, Facebook has been mm-hmm. great to me because we hook up, we talk about basketball, we argue about things that we used to do <laughs> in a brotherly kind of way. But one right. of the things that I had and, and that I will say I manufactured or created for myself on campus was time away from my teammates. I had right. friends. On campus that I hung out with and went to Daytona Beach with, or New Smyrna Beach, or went to dinner with, that had that, that were about as unathletic as anybody I've ever met. And we right, didn't talk right. about athletics. We talked about their families. We went and we talked about what their lives were like, um, and they understood that I was with them. And, and I don't want to talk about basketball right now. I want to talk about the things that you guys talk about. I want to talk about, let's go to a movie. Let's go do these things. Let's get away from my right. friends. And, and I don't want coach to know where I am right now. You've got to do those sorts of things. Sure. Yeah.
1: All right. That's great. Well, Steve, I, I appreciate it. I think that's, um, that's some real good advice here. And, and, um, you know, uh, uh, I, I tell you, if, if somebody doesn't know you and they're listening in, I wanna tell you Steve is the real deal here. He he's uh, he's a big fella and, and uh I I I imagine I imagine he had a lot of uh a lot of ball that there was nothing but net. So uh <laughs> I think uh I think uh he, he knows what he's talking about and, and, and he mentioned it uh for those of you listening, he did mention as a referee and official. So he it's not that he graduated back those years ago. And he hadn't had contact. He, you know, all these years, he's, he's maintained contact with the college athletes. He's got one, both of his sons have have played, you know, uh, mm-hmm. involved, in mm-hmm. continued. So, so Steve's been involved in this all this time. And, uh, so it's not somebody again, it's, it's somebody that knows, knows everything that, that the, those guys are going through. So, um, well, Steve, so. I, I appreciate the time and, and, uh, the conversation, I, I, um, I really do. And, uh, I, I knew it would, it would go well. I've heard you speak, uh, you know, uh, you, you got more notice, uh, for this than you did the night we took you to the, to the banquet for the, uh, for the uh, local, <laughs> local all stars and, and somebody didn't show up and somebody said, well, Steve, how about giving us a,
2: a keynote talk here? <laughs> man, that's one of my highlights. <laughs> I, I, I oh, man. I'll never forget that night.
0: No, no, yeah. Got, oh yeah. Oh yeah, that was that
2: was that was a great night. That was you know, I, that was. was a blessing. That was a blessing. Yeah, yeah, sure it was. Truly sure. was
1: And um uh, those that, that know what he's doing with the Models Academy know that he's he's got a really great thing going with, with this program and um I have a, a an awful lot of respect uh for what you're doing, Steve, and uh I congratulate you on those successes. So well, we'll, well thank you very certainty. much uh, for joining us, and um, we, uh,
2: we look forward to next time our paths cross. Oh, well, thank you. It was an honor, and uh, God continues blessing.
0: Thank you so much, Steve Coleman, and thank you to our listeners for taking the time to be with us today. The Apostle Paul tells us that training for godliness offers benefits in this life and in the life to come. Join us again in two weeks for another episode. Special thanks to today's sponsor, Young's Concrete. We do appreciate their generous support of our podcast program. Remember, God's love endures forever. Until next time, this is Chaplain Gray.